Welcome to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette, with your host Steve Garrett, MC and DJ at one of the largest Corvette weekends in the country, Corvette Fun Fest, president of the Corvette Club of Kansas City, Missouri, and radio disc jockey at the number one radio station in Kansas City for over 40 years. Here's Steve Garrett. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. I appreciate you tuning in. You can listen to Corvette Today on all podcast platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Pandora, Stitcher, Audible, Adori Labs, and many more. You can also listen on your smart device. Just say, hey, Google or Alexa, play the podcast called Corvette Today, and you're connected. Also, visit the Corvette Today website. It's corvettetodaypodcast.com. And while you're on the website, click on the link for the new Corvette Today merchandise store. There you can purchase Corvette Today hats, t-shirts, jackets, koozies, coffee cups, mouse pads, and much more. You can also sign up for Corvette Today notifications, updates, and information at corvettetoday.ck.page. And don't forget, join the Corvette Today Facebook group. We now have over 2,800 members and growing, and I'd love to have you as a member as well. And I'm also excited to tell you about the new YouTube channel for Corvette Today. Be sure and check out your favorite Corvette Today podcast now on YouTube. First, I'd like to thank our flagship sponsors of Corvette Today, Corvette Fever Magazine. Corvette Fever has been relaunched with an online and printed version. The online version has incredible interactivity with hidden photos and information, and the printed version is like nothing you've ever seen before, huge and glossy. Get your free online version at CorvetteFeverMag.com. You can also sign up for the printed version there as well. Corvette Fever Magazine, come along for the ride. Also, MidEngineCorvetteForum.com. If you'd like to join a new vibrant forum that focuses on the new mid-engine C8 Corvette, it's free to join this friendly community. You'll meet a lot of fellow Corvette enthusiasts like yourself at midenginecorvetteforum.com. Also, a shout-out to canadiancorvetteforum.com, welcoming Corvette owners from around the world. It's time to get the latest news and headlines with Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. As you know, Keith is a regular guest on Corvette Today. He's here twice per month, every other week, to keep you up to date on what's going on with America's sports car. Keith, good to have you back. You know, buddy, we started this News and Headlines podcast every other week in September of last year. I cannot remember an episode and a show where we have more action-packed news and headlines for everybody to hear about. You know, it just seems to come in waves sometimes. We've had a big announcement earlier in the week, and then we've got announcements for the next model year. It's been a good week nonstop. I think that Corvette fans actually need to hear some good news. Everything just seems to always be in a waiting period. We're waiting for this. We're waiting for that. Finally, we get some confirmation. So, yeah, it's going to be a good broadcast today. Absolutely right. Well, let's get right into it, Keith. As we always start off with news and headlines, let's get an update on Corvette production with the C8. Sure. Well, I checked in and it looks like the production's flowing, the line's moving. We've seen about six weeks, I think, since the last shutdown. We've had no real major cases of any kind of issues affecting production. I think we're averaging around 174 cars a day still. That's over across the six weeks that we've been open since the last shutdown. Good. Last week, we just crossed 20,000 units for the 2021 model. So there's 20,000 cars that have been built so far this model year. And we're still running production through September. So it looks like plenty more cars to be built. Chevy has promised to build all those orders over 3,000 status, so it looks like they're getting it done. 
Good. That's great news. And 20,000 is a great number as well. And the news that we've been waiting for, just a little glimpse, a little inkling, Chevrolet has confirmed the introduction this fall of the 2023 C8 Z06. The video was released and it sounds like a Ferrari. It does. It's pretty much what we expected. We know that Corvette Racing has been utilizing this engine for their IMSA campaigns. They're going to take it to Le Mans this year. And it looks like later this fall, we're going to find out what it looks like in a streetcar for the fans. So should be interesting. Again, they're talking about the reveal sometime this fall. And in which case, they're going to be talking about availability for the following year. We have no idea when the launch is going to be, if they're going to move it up, if it's going to move back. Are we going to be sitting here for about a year or so waiting for the 2023 Z06 to be built? We got some confirmation from Chevy, but there's just so much more we want. And of course, that's always the case. They give us a little bit. We just want so much more. But this is the first confirmation that we've really had from them that a Z06 is officially coming. So again, big news. If you haven't heard those sound files that are out there, check them out. They say that the street will never sound the same again. That's kind of a play on the words of the crank it up and the flat plane crank engine. So yeah, it's a different sound for a Corvette, but it's real exciting all the same. Absolutely. And you can see the video on CorvetteBlogger.com or on the Corvette Today podcast Facebook group. So you can go to either place and get a glimpse of that video. It's pretty darn exciting. Also, Corvette dominated sales in Q2 of this year with 20,000 plus units out there. It doesn't surprise me that we dominated in sales. Yeah, so we talked about this earlier. The second quarter numbers had come out. Chevrolet had delivered 7,971 Corvettes during that three-month period of April, May, and June. And now we've got some of the other competitors' numbers as well. So we see that in the second quarter, in the premium sports car market, which of course is marked by the Porsche 911s and the 718, we have the Mercedes-Benz AMG, Audi R8, Nissan GTR, Acura NSX, it doesn't matter who they are. We crushed them all. And not only that, Corvette sold more cars combined than all these other competitors. So it gives us a market share of 62%. And that's up hugely from last year when the pandemic really hurt sales across the board. Chevy nearly doubled their market share in the premium sports car sales market. So just another indication that all is well with sales with the Corvette. We beat our competitors on the street. We beat them in the track. And now we beat them on the dealer lot. So good stuff. That's amazing. 62% market share is just incredible. I mean, those are unheard of numbers. So it's great to hear. It's a stranglehold, that's for sure. Absolutely right. And dealerships are now receiving their first allocations of C8 for 2022. Isn't that right? Yeah, this was the big news last week. Thursday, the dealer memo went out. What we're hearing is a little bit of some mixed reviews. Before Chevrolet was giving their dealers uh, three-month allocations, this year, to start off the 2022s, we're thinking that they only offered the one allocation for the one month. And it might even be a partial allocation. We're not exactly sure. They just said to dealers, here's the cars that you're expected. And then the dealer ordering process, the submittal process, starts on Thursday of this week. And that's when dealers will be submitting those orders to the order bank. And hopefully those customers will get a 2000 event code response, meaning that their order was accepted there. Again, good stuff. We're just waiting to see. I think there's going to be a little bit of a ramp up into 2022 model year. The other thing too that was interesting was that they show the start date of the model year being the week of September 27th. Okay. And this is different than what we've heard before. We've been hearing the week of September 6th. Of course, Labor Day is September 6th. So we know that there were a couple of dealers that had TPWs for their customers, target production weeks, that those customer cars were going to be built during September 6th. And now we just heard that RHC deliveries, a couple of those guys got moved to the week of September 13th. Oh. So it looks like 2021 
one might be being extended just a little bit. Again, we don't have a firm date on when it's going to end. And my other thoughts, too, is that maybe they did push it off a little bit further. We might be seeing some of these cars that are being built for foreign markets. Of course, we have right-hand drives and the regular left-hand drives going to Europe and the UK. A lot of those were promised around October, so it makes sense that they would need to get those built and get those shipped out. So there's a whole lot of moving parts going on around when this model year is going to end, when the next one's going to begin. So again, we're just kind of waiting to see what happens. And when we get the model year change, we will definitely let you know as we get that information. Yeah, that'll be pretty big news. So we'll be following that very closely. And the C8 is already sold out in Australia, which doesn't surprise me a bit. Again, we think that they offer around 250 cars down there. The dealerships each have like three or four. They're doing, a, again, like a launch edition sort of thing where they're doing it with Europe. So again, it offers them the ability to pre-produce certain cars and certain option packages and then launch those. And then after the hoopla dies down, customers will be able to come in and kind of customize their cars later on. But this first allocation of 250 cars is already gone. Dealers down there, some of them are charging $20,000, $30,000, $40,000 over the cost of the car with the difference in the dollar versus Australian dollar versus U.S. dollar. Some of these cars down there are selling for over 200000 Australian dollars, which is just incredible. But there's a huge pent-up demand. They want the car in the right-hand drive configuration, first time ever from the factory. People are snapping those up, and so good for them. That's amazing. And you can also download the price sheet for the 2022 C8 as well, which is really good to see. Yeah, right before the ordering started on July 1st, it comes from our friends over at the Corvette Action Center who were able to glean that information from the GM order system. The crazy thing is, we've seen a couple sites detail this, is the carbon fiber on the car, and this interests you greatly, Steve, Yes, is that you could actually order $23,000 worth of carbon fiber bits on the 2022 Corvettes now. Wow. For those people that really like that, you can go to town on it, but it will cost you. Man, that's amazing. I would probably order all of it though, Keith. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, one of the big things on there that got the carbon fiber high wing will be offered. Yes. It's over $6,000. So there's the boomerang is over $3,000. And then you have all the other little stuff like the 5VM package, the arrow, the splitter, and some of the other trim parts. So for those people that love it, I mean, it's going to look good, I think, on the C8 with all that carbon fiber but you will definitely be paying for it. Yeah, it does look good, but it comes at a cost, that's for sure. Also, Callaway's looking ahead for the C8 Corvette in 2022, which is good news, isn't it? Yeah, we've been hearing hardly anything out of Callaway regarding the C8. We know that they've been wanting to work on it. So it turns out that they've actually got a few cars in the Callaway factory, in the Callaway shop. So it sounds to me like they're doing some practice work on the Stingray, seeing what they can do. But it's going to be the Z06 that looks like it's going to be the likely Callaway model that'll be upgraded. So there was some good information there from Reeves Callaway, basically saying that they don't want to step on Chevy's toes. They want to be able to take something that Chevy has done very well and then enhance it even further. So it sounds like to me that there is some definite collaboration there between Chevrolet and Callaway. Of course, that would be needed if Callaway wants to get into the ECU. Something that Ted Zucker, the Corvette chief engineer, had mentioned could be a possibility for certain partners. So hopefully it looks like Callaway might be getting back into the Corvette business, in which case they say 2022 next year, but they're looking at the 2023 Z06. So it could actually still be another couple of years away, but it's still definitely good news. We'll keep our eye on that because that's good information and great news as well. And finally, Keith, the right-hand drive C8 was revealed at the Goodwood Festival of Speed in the UK, which was really 
really, really cool to see. Yeah, not only did they unveil the right-hand drive model specifically there for the United Kingdom, but there was the left-hand drive European spec model was also shown. Wow. So again, it's really getting close for this car to be over there and getting in customers' hands. Again, we've been told October or so when the first models will be over there. They're doing the launch edition, so customers can select between eight different configured coupes or eight different configured convertibles. There's plenty of variety that's going to be offered in, in those launch editions. But again, we're looking at October, probably maybe into November, that some of those customers will start being able to drive those on the Autobahn and other really cool streets in Europe. Well, variety is the spice of life, buddy, and I'm glad to see that the C8 is becoming a true world car. That's for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's take our first break, Keith, and when we come back, we'll talk about Corvette racing and Corvette rumors. We've got a lot of it here on Corvette Today. VetFinders.com is the Internet's original Corvette classified ads website, with classified ads starting at just $25, and every ad runs until your Corvette is sold. If you're in the market for a Corvette, VetFinders.com has over 500 Corvettes for sale from all around the USA and Canada and covering all eight generations. Visit VetFinders.com. The Internet's destination for buying and selling Corvettes. That's V-E-T-T-E finders.com. Hey, honey, are you awake? Mm, I am now. I can't sleep. Since turning 50, I keep dreaming of a red door and a blue door, somehow knowing there are only choices for retirement. Okay. Through the red door, we outlive our money. We have to rely on our kids. We're stuck on a fixed income. It's terrifying. Yeah, that would suck. But through the blue door, our money outlives us. We retire on our terms. Our kids stay our kids, not our caretakers. We make work optional. Yes, that's much better. That's what I want too, but what do we do? We call True Wealth and Company at 913-653-8783. They specialize in helping successful people make work optional. They're our fiduciary Blue Door personal wealth managers. Hey, where are you going? It's 3 a.m. I can't sleep. I'm going to check out True Wealth and Company online at retirewithtrue.com. That Blue Door is going to be our retirement. 913-653-8783. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Investment advice offered through True Wealth and Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. This is the Corvette Today podcast with Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me every other week to keep you up to date on what's going on in the world of Corvette is Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. In this second segment, we're going to talk about Corvette racing and rumors. First in the racing section, Keith, Laura Clouser sat down with Mobile One The Grid. It was a great video and good information. It was, and you know, we still haven't heard too much from the new program manager for all the sports car racing at General Motors, so anytime we really get to hear in our own words, we take from that. I know so many people were disappointed that Doug Feehan was forced to move out of his position, now we have this person in there we might not know a lot about her. I've been told by some very serious people that she's the real deal, so anytime I can hear what she's talking about and the plans that are being formulated, not just by her, obviously, the whole team there at the sports car program in General Manager's which covers, of course, Corvette racing, Cadillac racing, and then there's a Camaro GT4 program. So there's a whole lot of moving parts there. 
again, anytime we get to hear from her, I sit up and listen. And everything she, she's saying right now is definitely true. They're looking forward to the 24 Hours Le Mans. It's the first time that the CAR will be there in Europe at that famous track. Of course, we've got all kinds of moving parts around whether or not the Corvette's going to go to the GT3 program, the GTD at IMSA, or Cadillac Racing going to do the LMDH for the overall win at Le Mans. So there's still a whole lot of stuff going on. So anytime you can hear the program manager for Corvette Racing talking, it's definitely worth paying attention. And again, she didn't disappoint here. Absolutely right. And the Corvette Racing drivers are talking too. They were talking about racing each other in GTLM for the championship. It's such a tough situation, I think. They're really trying to put their best face on it. Of course, the number three car has just been dominating again. Interesting how it is the number three car, again, that just is taking win after win. And for whatever reason, the number four car just runs into an issue, just one little issue, but it's enough to get it out of contention for that race. So the drivers, I think, are just trying to put the best face forward. Of course, they want to win their races. They know that the hardest team to beat is their counterparts in the other car. It's the same equipment. It's the same setups a lot of times, same specifications. So it's definitely hard to eke out wins that way. But the number three car has been shown to do it. What we don't want is some sort of a repeat from where the teams were so competitive that they were banging doors like they did 10 years ago at Mid-Ohio. They've been told they can race each other. They just can't hit each other. And I think those are good rules to go by in racing and in life. Definitely. And Corvette Racing just finished at Lime Rock a couple weeks ago and did really well, didn't they? Well, when there's three cars in the field and, you know, we (laughs) take the top two spots, that's good news. Uh, Again, it was the number three car that won. This was a GT only race. So Corvette Racing won the overall title for the win. It was a race that was shortened because of bad weather. So couldn't quite go the whole distance there, but the win was what was important. And then we're moving on. That sounds good. Also, the new GT3 spec for the C8R is coming up hopefully in 2024, isn't it? Yeah, this was an interesting article. This one comes from Sports Car 365, which obviously has some feelers in the racing industry. So talking to partners of Corvette Racing and as well as some other industry sources, they're saying that it looks like the Pratt & Miller team will be building a GT3 spec car, but we're still looking at a couple of years away. So they're going to be racing with a waiver probably with the GTD class for the next two years. Of course, there's this whole amount of expenditure they put in the car and then to find out that all the class that you built it for is no longer going to exist. Obviously, that's a tough pill to swallow. They have to go back, reallocate dollars and research and all that stuff to, to build the next car. And that takes time. And of course, there's a whole lot of other stuff going on. The interesting news that came out of there was that according to the Sports Car 365, the GT3 car will actually be based on a different road car than the C8R. The C8R, of course, is based on the Z06. So are we going to be looking at the next iteration of cars for the C8 lineup, which might be the ZR1? They did that back with the C7, where the ZR1 was homologated for the race car. So we might be seeing that again here. So we saw this back with the C7R, in which case, you know, the first car was homologated against the Z06. But later on, the upgrades to the cars were homologated against the ZR1. So it's possible we might be seeing that for the C8R. The first car was homologated against the Z06. Of course, it's not here yet. We're still waiting on that. But future cars might be looking at future sports cars in the C8 lineup. So that could be the ZR1. Again, nothing concrete for sure. We just know that for the next couple of years, we're probably going to be racing under waivers until a new GT3 car comes along. And then you have the question is, will Chevy allow customer cars? It's customer GT3 cars and customer GT3 teams to compete in these races as well. 
So there's still a lot there on the table. We can see why Laura Clouser and all the people at the sports car programs are definitely keeping busy these days. Man, there's a lot of moving parts there, buddy. Make sure to keep us up to date on what's going on because it's going to fall through at some point here and we'll know what's going on. But man, there's a lot of balls up in the air. That's for sure. There is. Yep. Also in the rumor section, Keith, everybody wants to get into the Corvette ECU, but California is going to start failing cars with tuned ECUs during their smog checks, aren't they? Well, this is the story coming out of California. They have the California Air Quality Board or the Air Resources Board. But yeah, they're saying that they're going to start failing cars that do not have the OEM spec software on the computer. So a lot of people that have been doing the tuning in the cars and upgrading there, you know, if they're not passing that, back to the drawing board. There's this whole push right now. The government wants to regulate cars, not allow any kind of changes, not even changes to racing. Then you even get into some of the facts of the right to own, the right to repair. There's just so many moving parts here with these regulations as they're trying to clamp down. And it's going to hurt the individual enthusiast more than any kind of other target. I remember back in the day, they went after motion performance because they were basically installing non-EPA compliant parts on their car. Well, again, you know, you're just caught in this trap of you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. So hopefully cooler heads will prevail and we can be able to modify our cars and not have to pay some sort of heavy toll on this. Well, and it's going to affect a lot of aftermarket vendors as well. So this will be interesting to see how California plays this out. Also, Keith, finally in our rumor section, GMSV files for a trademark in Australia for the Corvette Z06. Yeah, so this dropped on the Friday before the announcement of the Z06 coming here in the United States. So when I said that the teaser video is really the first indication, I think one of the first indications are when they start trademarking the name GMSV is General Motor Specialty Vehicles is the entity down in Australia. And of course, they are an official, again, just more confirmation that the Z06 is going to be a world car, not just here in the United States, but they're going to offer it in different markets as well. If in fact it is going to Australia, I think you're pretty safe to say there's going to be a right-hand drive Z06. That'll be exciting. I'm anxious to see that. That's for sure. Well, and with those cars, the Stingray is selling for $200,000 down there right now. (laughs) Just imagine what these will be priced at. That can be incredible. Absolutely. Let's take our final break. And in the final segment, we're going to talk about the lighter side of Corvette. We've got some great feel-good stories for you coming up on Corvette Today. American Hydrocarbon, your one-stop shop for custom interior, exterior, and engine bay items for your C4 through C8 Corvette. We can help you create a custom look for your Corvette with carbon fiber or 10 different color patterns and styles. We've served customers in over 28 countries all around the world. Whether it's a custom-made engine cover for your new C8 mid-engine Corvette or custom-made C4 interior upgrades, American Hydrocarbon can help you transform your Corvette into a best-in-class show car. Our products have been featured in VET and Corvette magazines, so give us a call. 813-476-5638. That's 813-476-5638. Visit our website at AmericanHydrocarbon.com or email us at pat at AmericanHydrocarbon.com. Let us help you make your Corvette the car you've always wanted it to be. American Hydrocarbon. And now, back to Corvette Today with your host and my husband, Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett, with me every other week. 
twice per month is Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. We keep you up to date on what's going on with America's sports car. In this third segment, we talk about the lighter side of Corvette. We have two great feel-good stories as they relate to the National Corvette Museum. First of all, Keith, the National Corvette Museum delivered its 14,000th Corvette. Wow. It's been an amazing run for this program at the museum. They've been doing them since 1995. Customers can actually go pick up their car from the National Corvette Museum as opposed to their local dealer. They've been charging various amounts. The current amount is $995. But it's a really cool program because your car's there on display on Corvette Boulevard and your name's on a plaque. And when you go to pick it up, you just get several hours with the Corvette specialist there that goes through all the different functions and features of the car. While you're doing all that, friends and family can tune in on the webcams and why and take delivery of your new Corvette. So it's a really cool program. Of course, you know, everybody gets the mementos at the end, the photos outside the museum, the photos outside that big banner. Number 14,000 just happened at the beginning of July, and it went to John and Jana Ingle, who purchased a Red Mist Coupe. Very exciting stuff. Again, anybody that's done the R8C just raves about it. I've never done an R8C delivery, but it'd be something on my bucket list someday. Absolutely. I've not done it either. We were supposed to get that on my C7, but it's a long story, but we just wound up not being able to do it. Also, this is really cool. A couple exchanged their wedding vows, and then they took delivery of their C8 at the National Corvette Museum. Yeah, this is pretty cool. This is when the Corvette becomes a little bit more of a car. I believe these are both second marriages for both of them. And it was just a nice way to celebrate. They're out, they're doing something together. And hey, why not? Let's go ahead and do this. So it was all planned in advance. They got married right there inside the exhibit area. There's a American flag with a red C2 that's kind of embedded into it. They had a clergy member there and a couple of witnesses. And they said their vows, went and had some cake, and then went out and took delivery of their new 2021 Corvette. That's fantastic. <laughs> what a great story. I love to hear that. And Steve, the wedding cake had a model of the C8 Corvette on it, as well as the traditional bride and groom, except in this case, the bride was actually carrying the groom by his feet. I guess they carry him across the finish line, as they say. So uh, it looked like a, they're a fun couple and congratulations to them. That's outstanding. What a great feel good story. That's for sure. Keith, this is another story that I was really surprised about because I've always felt the opposite, but GM says they're not really concerned about dealership markups on the C8. That's exactly opposite of what I've heard before. Why don't you clarify what's going on? Well, it is. We had so many comments on this story. This is probably our most commented story on in the month of July. And again, it comes from Tony Johnson, who's Chevrolet's director of car and crossover marketing. Again, he's not part of the performance team. And I think had he had been and kind of understood the Corvette customer a little bit further, he wouldn't be saying nonsense like this because this is essentially nonsense, Steve. Of course they care. We know that it's a supply and demand market. We know that everybody wants the car, but to say that they just don't care just shows that they don't have their customers first in this case. It's a ridiculous comment, and I think that they really need to consider how they're answering these things in the future if there's still all these issues with supply and demand and supply chains and closures and stuff like that. We know that certain marks couldn't be met because of the shutdowns, but just to say, oh, yeah, it's okay if a dealer charges 30, 40, 50 over, no problem. Here's the other thing, too, is we're hearing that some dealers for the 2023 Z06s are going to be charging market adjustments just because they feel like they have to to compete. Because if you're selling cars at MSRP and all these other dealers are selling them at 20, 30, 40 over, it's hard to compete in a market like that sometimes. Even though the cars are all sold out, there's just all kinds of market dynamics with it. But really, Chevrolet and their people really need to know how to answer these questions better. 
Absolutely right. Also, if you do buy a C8, as you know, GM gives you a discount on a two-day course at Spring Mountain at the Corvette Performance Driving School. You can see lead instructor Rick Malone do a hot lap in a C8. Wow, that was great. Yeah, this was outside the Barrett-Jackson auction back in June, I believe, in Las Vegas. So they had a course set up where you could do a quick hot lap around the car. And these are great. When you get the car out there and you can demonstrate it like this to somebody that's never been in a Corvette before, and they get to really experience the car handling and the characteristics of it, it makes a big impression. Of course, you couldn't have a better person giving you that ride than Rick Malone, who's the director of the racing program out there and the lead instructor. So he makes this whole course just effortlessly. I mean, he could do it with one hand and drinking a Coke, I think, but yet he's flying through these cones and has his passenger (laughs) hanging on for dear life. The key metric I always say in these ride and drives, if the passenger gets out of the seat and he's got that big old smile on their face, you know that it was a successful ride. Absolutely right. You know, when I went to Spring Mountain, the second day, they put you in shotgun position. So you're the passenger and the instructors take you around the course. At the end of my drive, they said, okay, Steve, did you see how we were, you know, like balancing into the break and into the turn and and coming out real fast? And I said, no, guys, I didn't see that. I was holding on for dear life because you were (laughs) averaging 148 miles per hour around the road course. And that's a true story, everybody. So these These guys know exactly what they're doing, and I'll tell you what, they are the best instructors in the world at Spring Mountain, and Rick Malone, like Keith said, is the director of the program, so watch that video. It's very, very cool. Yeah, it's a good time, and if you ever get a chance to do one of these ride and drives, they do the big auctions and some of the big events, so get out there and take advantage of it because it is definitely fun. Also, Keith, I'm a radio disc jockey here in Kansas City at the Classic Rock Radio Station, which is called 101 The Fox. It's KCFX Kansas City. It's the number one radio station in Kansas City and also the number one classic rock radio station in the country. I've played the song Life in the Fast Lane by the Eagles over my 44 years on the radio. I can't tell you how much. (laughs) But here's the backstory that Keith's going to tell you about. It's a story about a fast Corvette and cocaine. Yeah, so Glenn Fry, I guess there was a documentary called The History of the Eagles, and he talks about how he was riding shotgun in a Corvette with a drug dealer on the way to a poker game. Of course, we're talking, I think, 75, 76, 1977, somewhere in there. Right. So he says, next thing you know, we're doing 90 in this car. He starts freaking out a little bit, and the driver's like, hey, that's life in the fast lane. Glenn Fry's like, wow, that's a song title. So he hears Joe Walsh warming up. Joe Walsh had this little lick that he used to warm up his fingers and his chops before they go on show. And so he, he hears this riff being played, busts in the room saying, what are you guys playing? And he's like, oh, nothing. It's just this little warm up thing I got. It's like, well, that's an Eagles song too. So the two were put together. Don Henley, the drummer, did most of the writing of the song. Kind of says that, you know, it wasn't meant to glamorize. It was more meant of as a cautionary tale. But yet that's exactly what happened is it became more glamorized and just be kind of came known as a big party song back then. So these hidden things behind there are all because of cocaine and Corvette. That's how we got Life in the Fast Lane by the Eagles. I'll never listen to that song the same way again, Keith. <laughs> right. And finally, Sagala Design shows off a completed wide body kit for the C8 Corvette. It looks outstanding. 
Yeah, you know, there's a lot going on in this kit. I think there's like 32 pieces that make it all up. And the car now is six inches wider. It's got all these little arrow fins and vents on it. it it's pretty cool. It's very exotic looking. The kit itself is $15,000, but obviously you have to have it installed and you want it all to look integrated. But it's a very cool looking car. Some people, they just want to go wild with their cars, in which case Sagala Designs definitely offers a turnkey program. But the other cool thing too is if you like the hood or if you like this or that on the car, some of those things can be ordered a la carte. So you might just want to go with a little bit of customization and not the full-blown 32-piece program. You can do that as well. We're seeing more and more of these guys coming out with their own versions of the C8. I know TJ Hunt's working on one with the Street Hunter company. I saw that car recently as well in terms of they're getting ready to go to paint on that. We're going to be having some really cool designs coming out in the next six months a year as more and more get in the game of wanting to offer these aftermarket options. I thought that the Sagala design wide body looked really, really good. And Sagala is also doing a lot of work with carbon fiber. And the bulk of that kit, that wide body kit, is done in carbon fiber. So kudos to Sagala design. Yeah, it looks really good. We'll be anxious to see in person someday. Absolutely. Well, Keith, thanks for being here on Corvette today. Have a good two weeks, and we'll be back in a couple weeks to keep everybody up on what's going on in the world of Corvette. Yeah, looking forward to it, Steve. Everybody hang in there. You know, we've got the 2023 coming. The Z06 is on the way. Just so much good news. Everybody just stay positive. Keep waving when you see their Corvette coming at you. And hopefully we'll see you at a show real time soon. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today. And thanks to our sponsors, American Hydrocarbon at AmericanHydrocarbon.com and True Wealth and Company at RetireWithTrue.com. You've been listening to Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. If you'd like to contact Steve with any thoughts on the podcast or ideas for guests on Corvette Today, you can email him at stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. That's stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. Garrett has two R's and two T's. Or connect with Steve on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using at stevegarrettdj. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today.